Hello and welcome to the Stuff I Heard podcast. This is your host, Joshua Peak. Hello, and today is April the 19th. It is Good Friday, the Friday before Easter. <clears throat> right now, there's a lot of people working, and uh, I just happen to have the day off. I got three days bereavement for my grandmother passing away. Um, I just got back from Georgia, where we had a ceremony, a funeral, and said our goodbyes publicly with each other. And it got me thinking about the fact that a funeral is not for the dead at all. The funeral is for the living. The ceremony, the casket, the viewing, the everything is for the living. It's for them to help them move on. And I don't know. I guess it did that. One of the side effects of my grandmother being 91 years old is she outlived all of her siblings. She outlived her husband. She outlived most of her relatives, um, even a lot of those that were younger than her. She lived a good full life, and she lived her life in service to Jesus and to her family, and she left behind a legacy. I talked in the last podcast about how... old men plant trees so they become shade trees for future generations and how we should all try to go out and plant trees. We should all try to go out and make a difference and do something to help out future generations because every little bit matters. And that's true. It's absolutely true. Um, Sometimes our goals are lost along the way of what we should do. Sometimes we're self-destructive. Sometimes we go through a pattern in our lives where all we can think about is ourselves, and we don't focus on our family, and we don't focus on the greater good, and we don't focus on anything other than the fact that we feel in some way guilty. Um, I had a conversation with my dad where he talked about a mental and physical change in him. My dad was a truck driver for a lot of his life. He drove for for, uh, UPS for a long time. I want to say maybe 17 years or so. And then he eventually got out of that and started driving for himself or driving for other people as an owner-operator. And and I don't think it ever quite worked out the way he hoped. But he always talks to me about an incident that happened where he was driving um, down the road with a friend of his in front of him. And his friend had an accident and had a wreck and his friend burned to death inside of the cab of a truck and my dad was able to climb in the the, through the window to try and pull him out and couldn't pull him out and basically watched his one of his best friends die um in a fire and you know, we we are learning now in 2019. We're we're just talking about it more and more about people with PTSD and about how, you know, post traumatic stress syndrome um, things happen to us along the way, and we suffer from it. We are forever changed from it. And he says he remembers coming home, and I guess he was married to my mom at the time because he said he remembers coming home and talking to my mom about it, and they sat on the swing and they talked. And, and I could tell that it that it really, you know, he told me he said it bothered me, and it it changed me. It it 
sort of ruined my life in a lot of ways. And, and he talked to me about the fact that he went on the road and basically tried to kill himself, tried to, tried to just take as many chances as possible just to ruin his own life because he, I sort of feel like, uh, it's sort of survivor's remorse in a way. Um, I have friends in the Marine Corps and friends in, in other services who come home from the war and they feel guilty that they've lived while their friends died. And a lot of those people end up committing suicide. And, you know, there's a real epidemic in our country today. Uh, I think the physical numbers are twenty every 22 seconds a soldier comes home or a soldier commits suicide. A young man in the military, commit suicide every 22 seconds. And a lot of that is survivor's remorse. The feeling of, it should have been me. I could have saved them. I could have done more. I could have been more. I could have mattered more. I could have intervened. And, you know, we're reaching a real crisis in our country of survivor's remorse whether it be from child abuse, uh, physical abuse in a relationship, um, surviving a car accident or a vehicle accident, surviving survivor's remorse from the war. Um, we talk a lot about how to control people through laws and we aggregate through an echo chamber on our own social media with people who think like-minded and we go back and forth with each other on our ideas and we just want to hear our ideas parroted back to us. I often say that there's conversations that my wife and I have had where we have a difference of opinion and she'll keep trying to convince me that her way is the right way and I'll finally say, did you just want to hear your own opinion from a deeper voice? We have difference of opinions. That's just, just a reality. There's different ideas. We're different people. We're allowed to do that. We're allowed to experience that feeling and to talk about it and to be open about it. But if you just wanted to hear your, your own opinion in a deeper voice, then what's, what's the point of all of this? So, <clears throat> I think that here in America, and we're not alone, but this is all I can speak of because this is where I come from. But here in America, we're guilty of a lot of things. We're guilty of being selfish. We're guilty of being afraid. We're guilty of being self-righteous and of pointing our fingers at other people. Meanwhile, the fingers should be pointed at ourselves. We're guilty of saying things like those people and them instead of words like us and we. We have to change our narrative. We have to change the way we talk to one another. We have to change the way we respect one another. One of the things that I enjoy about my job, even though my job makes me crazy, my job is physical, my job is tough, my job has stupid parameters that, that change all the time, and nobody likes change, but it becomes aggravating because you expect people to do their jobs and they don't. But one of the things I love about my job is that we respect one another. Across the board, we respect one another because we go through this stuff together. In a way, it's a lot like it was when I was in the Marine Corps. 
No matter what your job was, you respected that that guy did a job. And it was a tough job. I say guy. I know we have female drivers now, and I've generalized and I shouldn't. But you know what I'm saying. Like, the people who do the job you do, you respect them. You're like, hey, listen, I know what you go through. I'm, I'm with you. I get it. It's tough. And that could be any job out there. That could be any job that, where you work with other people. There is an unspoken word that you have between each other in knowing that you have a tremendous task to do and you know what each other is up against. You have a commonality. You have a goal. You have a, a, a way of speaking to one another that is beyond words, if that makes any sense. So today's Good Friday. There's a lot of people out on spring break right now. There's a lot of people enjoying the day off. Um, I got lucky and had the day off, not due to anything I wanted to happen, but I'm off today. So I was able to run some errands. I was able to go to the store. I was able to plan ahead. Looking forward to the weekend. It's Easter weekend. I know for a fact that my stepson and his son are coming over. I'm going to have a family over here, a young family. Um, my wife's son, Jared, is uh, in a relationship with a young girl, and, and I'm praying for them all the time. I'm hoping that they stick together and stick it out, and I think that they're good for each other. And there's so many things that I wish for him, and I hope for him, and I pray for him and, and, and her and them. Uh, she has a daughter, and he has a son, and if they can stay out of their own way, I think they can have something great. But it takes it takes maturity. It takes you to you have to get to a point in your life where you grow up, and you have to get to a point where you have common goals, and you go, you know what? I'm on your team, and screw all this other stuff I was doing when I was younger. I'm I'm done with that. I'm moving forward. In order for me to move forward, we need to move forward, and and that needs to happen. And I hope that they get to that point. I'm, you know, I know I'm speaking of this out of turn, and, and right now people are listening going, don't say it, you're going to jinx it. I know, I get it. I, I, I feel the same way. But I'm hopeful for them. I'm hopeful they can figure it out. I remember what it's like to be young and, and stupid and make mistakes and think that you're doing the right thing and realize that later on in life that you are just an idiot. You know, it's hard to accept the fact that when you were younger, you thought you knew everything. In reality, you didn't know anything. It's a hard pill to swallow. But you do the best you can, and you move forward. And you hope along the way that, that the answers come easier, or that you don't make as many mistakes. And then if you're lucky, you get a, you get a teammate. You get a partner. You get someone who... As Oprah says, you don't want to find someone who completes you. That thing from Jerry Maguire is dumb. You don't want to find somebody who completes you. You want to find somebody who compliments you. That's a better term. Someone who compliments you. Someone who not only meets you halfway, but can help you exceed your own expectations. That's what we should all look for. I got to celebrate my 14th wedding anniversary to my bride. 
we uh, celebrated by eating leftovers and, and going to bed early. <laughs> I got sunburned while I went down to visit Dad and go to the funeral. Uh, Dad and I took the kayaks on the river, or the lake, I should say, Lake Russell up in Elberton, Georgia, with uh, Trish and their friend Pamela. And uh, we paddled around on the lake, and we we talked. And, and, I, and I talked to Dad about a sermon that I heard uh, Perry Noble give about grace, about God's grace and about amazing grace and, and they how blessed I was and how thankful I was for all of the grace that God has given me and I and I can't even express how many gifts I've been blessed with. One of the biggest gifts I've been blessed with is the fact that I have my grandparents with me for so long. I have my parents around. I'm getting ready to turn 45 and, and they're still around. Not only are they around, but they're an active part of my life. I'm lucky. I get that. I totally understand that. I don't want to take it for granted. I try to hang out with them as much as I can. But the song Amazing Grace kind of pulls at my heartstrings every time I hear it. Because I realize how lucky I am. While I was on the road, <clears throat> change gears a little bit. While I was on the road, I was able to listen to some podcasts. And um, I listened to Joe Rogan interview Adam Conover. Adam Conover is a uh, stand-up comedian and a television host. He has the show on True TV that's also on Netflix right now called Adam Ruins Everything. And I've talked in the past about this Adam Ruins Everything show and how and how really interesting it is and how he just tries to deliver as many facts as possible about things that you think you know the answers to, but you're not really sure. And, and when he reveals the answers, it's sort of an old crap moment. I had no idea. And he talks about the fact that they're limited in it being a half-hour show, so they basically have, you know several six-minute segments to blurb as much information as they can to you in a entertaining and humorous way. And I feel like he's really restricted by that paradigm. You know, he did a three-hour podcast with Joe where they talked for a good hour about the idea of trans athletes, whether or not trans athletes should compete with men or women and what the parameters should be and who's to say and that kind of stuff. And it was a good conversation I thought one of the most interesting parts of it is is neither one of them lost their temper, neither one of them necessarily... They understood the fact that they didn't have a stance because they weren't trans and they had no dog in the fight, both being cisgendered men. Um, but they wanted to be sure... I think Joe's approach is, I just want a level playing field, and it's not right if a... In his opinion, it's not right if a man who was born a man, and then transfers over to a woman, he has all the genetic makeup of being a man and competing as a man, basically with just a new name or a new label. And there is some of that going on right now, especially I know I've seen it in weightlifting uh, events throughout the country where men are transitioning to women and then they're blowing out these female records for weightlifting and stuff like that. And it's like, why is that legal? Why is that okay? 
And Joe brings up the idea of having a third class, having a, a men's division, a women's division, and a trans division. And I think that that way would be the most simplest way to allow them to compete on a level playing field. Um, Adam brings up a point of a young woman who is a track phenom at a 200-meter run. Apparently, he's a big running fan. And this woman, for whatever reason, has a high level of testosterone. Just genetically, she has a high level of testosterone. And there's a lot of other female athletes that are claiming that she's a man. But, like, everybody knows that she's a woman kind of deal. It'd be like if nobody had seen Venus and Serena Williams and then suddenly they were tennis dominant stars, they'd be like, is that a dude? Meanwhile, they're just awesome tennis star women who just happen to work their entire lives extremely hard to be tennis pros. It's sort of this way with this runner. I don't recall her name. She has a a foreign name that I'm unfamiliar with. Anyway, this is called Stuff I Heard. So if you want to listen to it, go listen to the podcast. It's really fascinating. But he brings up the fact that oh, he brings up the fact that she um, just has a high level of testosterone. But because of that, it gives her a little bit of an advantage. And there's all kind of people saying, "Well, you know, we need to check to see if she's a female." How are you going to check? Are you going to visually inspect her genitals? What? What? Really? We're we're at that point? Seriously? So I mean, it just it brings up more questions than answers. But again, it's a good conversation. Joe and Adam do a great job of discussing it, sort of from different concerns and fears and hopes, but ultimately to the decision of, you know, I'm not an expert, but, you know, this is sort of how I feel, and we definitely need more conversation with people smarter than us, but maybe it gets the ball rolling. Joe has a huge platform. Every episode he does gets over a million and a half downloads the minute it comes out. So out there somewhere, it's going to strike up conversation where people get to have that that discussion and they get to talk about it. And maybe it'll help make sense of things down the road. Who knows? Who knows? You know, it's above my understanding and it's above my sort of, I guess you'd say, normal discussion of, of what I feel is normal. I don't know how to talk about it. I don't know how to feel about it. It's sort of like, you know, the Roe versus Wade discussion where people talk about pro-choice or pro-life. Why should I have a voice in any of that? I'm, I'm not a woman. I'm not going through that. Why does it matter what I think? If you ask me what I think, I'm going to side on the fact of pro-choice because my mom is a very strong, independent woman, and if you told her she couldn't do something with her own body or with with her own life, she'd fight back and say, oh, yeah, watch this, because that's what she's done her whole life. Why does a man have to tell a woman what to do with her body, and why is that okay? I think that should be the biggest question people ask. You know, Adam brings up the point of men are dominant in these sports, but it's all sports that men have created. What if a woman created a sport that she was dominant in? Okay, well, that would be interesting. I don't know that it's going to be effective, but, you know, hey, it could be. What are they What are they equal at? What are men and women equal at? Where could there be competition where they're on an equal level playing field? 
Or is there anything like that? I mean, genetically, we know that men are stronger and, and faster in general, not in all situations, but in general. And that's why there are different divisions, because it's unfair for them to compete. And one of Joe's biggest fears is in the MMA or UFC, where they're physically fighting each other with violence, and that little bit of advantage could, could harm someone. He's siding on the air of being safe and preventing someone from getting ragdolled, basically. Um, again, go check it out, Adam Conover. If you haven't watched his show on True TV, you can check them out. There's episodes on Netflix. It's very good. I'm still watching them. They're very, very good. Um, so, yeah. I also listened to Burt Kreischer's recent podcast he did with Mike and Ro- Michael Rosenbaum. He was on the show Smallville. I don't remember what channel it used to come on, but Smallville was basically a rendering of Superman um, becoming Superman. The small steps he took as a teenager becoming Superman. And it's a great show. Michael Rosenbaum actually played Lex Luthor uh, at a certain point. He had a bald head. It was done really well. I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. And he's a very interesting guy. The podcast he does with Bert is fun to listen to because he sort of, it's almost like he accidentally became a movie star or TV star. And he's just a regular guy. He has funny thoughts. He's, he says what he thinks, and he he's like, yeah, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. But, you know, <laughs> he has a podcast out there called Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. I started listening to it because he says, hey, it was fun doing that podcast with you, Bert. And I thought, I like Bert, and I like Michael, so let me check out his podcast. That's how I find podcasts. I listen to people's podcasts, and if if they have one that they talk about and they're like, yeah, it was fun having you on or, you know, can't wait for you to be on mine. Oh, I'll do it next week. Oh, okay, cool. I want to listen to that podcast because basically I want that conversation to continue because I found it entertaining. And so I am actively listening to that now and it's good. It's good so far. I enjoy it. He's a good conversationalist. They've talked about maybe doing a movie podcast together and just saying what they think about movies they want to go back and do old movies and, and go over them again. It's it's pretty entertaining. So if you're looking for something fun to listen to, check that out. It's really good. Bird's podcast is called The Bird Cast. And Michael Rosenbaum's, of course, is Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. <clears throat> so anyway, what is everybody doing for Easter? You got plans? You hanging out? You cooking? You grilling? You uh, Are you bored? You wouldn't want to perhaps uh, stain a deck, would you? I've got a back deck that needs some stain. Just saying. I joked around a little bit with uh, Trish this past weekend. And she was like, oh, I love to paint. And I was like, really? I got a job for you. Because <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this at all. <laughs> oh, I got a back deck that, that I have to stain soon. I was waiting for the pollen to quit and for the rain to quit. Of course, it rained all day today, so I'm definitely not doing anything today. And I'm not going to tackle it tomorrow, seeing as how i got to cook. Um, I was going to cook a brisket for Easter, 
I went to Sam's and looked, and they were out. The problem is it's hard to find one when you're looking for one because everybody tends to buy it at the same time. So instead, we're doing a bone-in Boston butt. Um, I'm going to cook it tomorrow, tomorrow Saturday. I'm going to cook it tomorrow and then let it rest, and then Sunday heat it back up. And I've done this before, and it's turned out really, really, really good. Um, The trick is I'm going to cook it on low heat for probably all day tomorrow, and then at a certain point, I'm going to pull it off and wrap it in aluminum foil and put it in a cooler with a bunch of old towels and old blankets and stuff and let it sit there for a long time. And it's going to make the meat so tender and so juicy and so flavorful and then it's just going to fall apart. Yeah, buddy. I did that last year, um, I want to say around Christmas time. And we put it in the oven to heat it up, and then we opened it up. It was just perfect. Just lick your lips, smack your mouth. Good. So we're going to do that again this year. Hopefully it'll be just as good. Um, But yeah. So I want to appreciate, I, want to say, I just want to say out loud, I appreciate everybody for all the kind words that you said on Facebook and on Instagram and on the podcast stuff um thank you for all the kind words and uh i appreciate it i'm gonna get out of this funk and we're gonna switch gears at some point here soon and it's gonna be lively again i'd like to have some more people on to uh, discuss various things i wonder when it's a good time to start talking about game of thrones game of thrones came out this past sunday and my wife and i had actually planned to watch it on tuesday night and we did. And it was great. It was really great. It's amazing that they can make a television show that's basically a miniature movie. Each episode is like a miniature movie, but a season is like a 10-hour movie. And they do a fantastic job. The story is great. The acting is great. The special effects is great. It's all great. So I wonder when is a good time to start talking about that. I don't know. Everybody has their own time schedule, right? You don't want to be you don't want to be the spoiler. Oh, spoiler alert. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So, I'm going to refrain from doing that. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just saying I'm pulling for Arya. If you're watching Game of Thrones at all, you know who Arya is. She's Ned Stark's youngest. Um, she became an assassin. She learned from the faceless man how to become no one. And I'm really rooting for her. I think she's awesome. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, thank you again. And um, hey, if you want to be part of the discussion, you got something you want to talk about, you know, reach out to me. Let me know. We're going to move forward. We're going to do something with this. It doesn't have to stay the same. We can change this however we want. This is literally stuff I heard. So other people can say, you know what? I heard stuff I heard the other day. And they, you know, they were talking about, oh, man, it was great. And, and we can we can dictate whatever happens. I say we because you could be part of this. So, y'all take care. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on the YouTube. And uh, I appreciate every one of you. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your friends. And, uh, and that's it. Take care. Bye.
Cue the cow. Oh, I forgot to mention. Cue the cow. Uh.